Are you familiar with her music, Yvonne? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're fine. That's fine. What are? What is that? Oh, what? you want to learn what copium is? Yeah, I'll tell you explain it. You're better at explaining. No, 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 no. please, Yvonne, <laughs> no, go ahead. No, 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 no. Please explain, explain to it. Amberly what copium is. <laughs> you Alpha. are not putting yourself in the shoes of a regular. Well, You're like, I, I was am at least when I was here. Can you to put know. them together in more podcasts? Yeah. This is yeah. great. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the 19th ever offline TV podcast. I am your host, Disguised Toast. We're joined by Yvonne. You need to say hi. You can't just wave Yvonne. <laughs> People are listening. I forgot. I forgot the podcast. This girl just waved and did nothing else. And people were listening in their car. Gonna be like, I'm what? sorry. Oh, hello. It's me, Yvonne. Like you said. This is why you, we don't invite you. <laughs> and joining us today is Amber Liu, an OG from K-pop. I've heard her songs from okay. many years ago. Oh no. <laughs> uh mem- ex member of um FX. Welcome. Hi. Hi. Hi everybody. I'm Amber from uh K-pop days or new music or YouTube or wherever you find me. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Are you familiar with her music, Yvonne? No, I'm sorry. But- <laughs> you're fine. That's fine. <laughs> but I met you at parties and you're so nice and you're great. Oh, thank you're you. Disgusting. You haven't heard Chocolate Love? Oh, okay. no. Wait, hold I on. Haven't. Wait, wait, wait. I haven't <laughs> listened to a lot of like older K-pop in general. If that, like, or haven't? I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's what. Well, why are you looking at me like that? No, I'm just curious about how much K-pop you know. Uh, I'm super basic, mm-hmm. like Big Bang, Blackpink. That's great. BTS, yeah. Yeah. Oh. So Amber, what have you been doing since your um, K-pop days? I've uh, I just been doing. I'm like an indie artist now, so I just do my own music. Uh, did a couple concerts before COVID, and then I uh, went to China for about a year, and uh, did some stuff there, and. I'm just like back and forth now trying to just figure out where I am in the world and like on this, I don't know, I guess spiritual journey of like finding who I am Mm -hmm. always, I think. Mm -hmm. So, and now I'm here in LA at this house. With so you, many boxes downstairs that oh, nice. <laughs> you know what? In fact, maybe we'll save the boxes for you because yes. she loves to break down boxes. But um are, do you live in LA now? Um I used to, I was in LA for about like three years and then uh I recently moved to the OC. Oh. Which is very, very interesting. And I'm actually like kind of like I grew up in the suburbs. Um and then I was like, you know what, I need to be a, I need to find the city life. I need to like be in with the yeah. crowd and then um, I think just due to the pandemic and just save on rent, you know, um, I live with my roommate, Trisha is a birdie, who's an amazing chef. Oh my gosh, I, I live with a chef. So lucky. <laughs> so lucky, <laughs> yes. And then, um, but then uh, when I move, move back to suburbs, I'm like, wait, I like this lifestyle. Mm. And I'm like, wait, I'm also pushing 30 now. So mm-hmm. like a lot of health and a lot of like, oh, I need my own space. I'm not a kid anymore. I can't like go 72 hours with working and not feel any like, backlash Mm -hmm. but now it's just kind of like okay i can i can take it slow or i'm trying to learn how to take it slow at least Uh, pushing 30 how old are you i'm I'm 29 now turning 30 this year okay are we listing our ages (laughs) (laughs) it's all publicly available fine i know people can just google it yeah we're we're also really old not really old just like you know about to reach like 
Right. We're yeah. all in the same 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 little circle. Oh, Yvonne's levels. gonna be in her thirties soon, right? I'm already in my thirties. Oh, what? You're in your thirty. What do you mean? Thirty, not thirties. There's a big difference. Huh? What's, the, what's the difference between turning thirty and then being in your thirties? Yeah. Wow. What the heck is a thirties? Oh, not thirty anymore. You're saying? Yeah. yeah. I mean, when you hit 30, you still, you know, you're just at the very beginning. But once you're in your 30s, you could be like 31 or 39. You know you're turning 31, right? Yeah, this year, but I'm not 31 yet. Yeah, being old sucks. <laughs> Is there anything you guys feel like you can't do anymore? Like, My metabolism slowed down a lot. Like, I eat a donut now and I feel like... Pfft. I, yeah. I, like I gained the pound or whatever you feel it is. bloated and you're just like yeah. groggy the whole day. I feel like I like after pulling like all night. I still I still have to pull all nighters yeah. sometimes for work, and then I'm just like, I feel like I have like a hangover, and then I just I can't function for like two days, and I have to like like I don't know just lay in bed and not move, but that's also hard too. What about sugar? You guys can't handle like as high sugar content stuff, right? Like you no, take I don't drink sugar anymore. Yeah, but before I feel like you could drink hundred percent boba, like hundred yeah. percent sweetness boba or something, and then now it's like. 20. Like slightly sweet is actually just like the right amount yes. now. Because I, I still intake a lot of sugar and it's just like, because I, 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 like I have like these sugar crashes mm-hmm. sometimes and I just start like, like you get cold sweats and then you start shaking. I have that like at least now like twice a week. And I'm just like, wait, what's wrong with me? Is it from like coffee? Like sugary I think things? It's, or? It's, I think it's just like with like filming and like going to the studio and doing all these things back and forth. I don't have a consistent eating schedule. Oh. So sometimes I even forget to eat, but I've been better about it um, now. And it's been a little bit less, but it's just like, wow, like. I'm 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 not I'm not 20 anymore. <laughs> That's how you know you're getting old when you can't take as much sugar as you used to. You can't pull the all-nighters that you used to. Yvonne, you still pull all-nighters, bro. I do I, not. You go out every night. Drinking, no, I bro. don't. What are you doing, Yvonne? Oh, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> what are you doing at night? Did you meet Amber at a party? You just said that. I know, but <laughs> what like, party was that? Okay, there was one. It was like an. Uh, envy party yeah. and then the other ones uh, the other one was the oh these. multiple parties huh <laughs> two 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 parties two parties that's it i always recognize her because she always has the the little hair thing oh, yeah. on on your head and you always have Something. like a mask and you're just oh, like oh shoot i had this on <laughs> i was supposed to take it off <laughs> you wear those two parties no not this it's clips it's and clips? other things yeah okay. see yeah something like that yeah yeah see yeah. Put something nice and pink in her hair yeah <laughs> Did you introduce yourself to her or did she? How did you guys meet? I th- we think we just like kind of passed by each other. Yeah, I want to say we were like standing in line for something or we were like next to each other yeah. and then we said hi. Just randomly? Yeah. Oh, huh? um, Danny or I think Danny, Nutrisha and then we were, they were just, we're, everyone was talking. Like, and then we all kind of just like Yes, and then we all yeah. like talked. And I always kind of feel out of place when I'm at those parties because I don't really know people. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm I just here. <laughs> didn't know many of the people there either. Do people know you though? No, I don't think so. Like you, I think you put some respect <laughs> in Amber Lee's name. Okay, this maybe, is, maybe this it's is... just esports, but if we're at a music industry party, <laughs> completely it's different. Fine. We would I would be the one who like, damn, I don't know people anyone here. But mm-hmm. even at the MV party, I still didn't know. Yeah. Actually, I didn't know like any of the people yeah. there almost. Maybe, I think like, now that like I like know like 
I've been go. I like. I went to a couple. I'm like. I see the same faces. I'm like. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like. I have a couple friends that I do know. So yeah. I just like kind of stick with them, and then they introduce me to their friends. Mm-hmm. I'm like. Oh, okay. And then we just like play like basketball. They have like a basketball thing mm-hmm. at the envy house. Oh, it's so fun. Gosh, just yeah. like throw basketballs at it. It's yeah. always cool to see like celebrities from other industry like get into esports, but sometimes like esports people don't know who they are, so they treat them like very normal. Mm-hmm. Um, the lead man i think one of the lead men from lincoln park mm-hmm. was at an arcane event he was just walking oh. around and he got interviewed by uh, a riot um uh, interviewer and mm-hmm. she had no idea who he was <laughs> like hey so you're enjoying the party <laughs> so what what are you here for and you can you can tell like he was trying to be nice about it but it's like yeah. damn that's the guy from lincoln park it's like you don't yeah that's <laughs> well, a little i think it's actually kind of funny because being on both sides like i would i would understand like mm-hmm. oh man like it's lincoln park like how could you not know but yeah. then i think it's like i think for me on like sometimes on the receiving end i actually kind of like it yeah mm-hmm. because you kind of actually see how people are mm-hmm. because i think I, I was like t- like thinking about this for the past like couple months. Like all I know is the, like the industry. And this mm-hmm. is what I grew up in, and it's like people only know me as FX Amber or like the musician or somebody on like YouTube or something. Mm-hmm. But like I don't know like if you actually like me or want to talk to me because yeah. I'm me. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's like hard to like filter through that. And then I'm like. I've, you know, we've gone through people who've like used us or, you know, backstabbed us or something, but then it's nice to like have that change. Like, oh, you didn't know who I was. Mm-hmm. That's, that's actually kind of nice. <laughs> I a hundred percent vibe with that so much. I actually like don't really enjoy going to esports parties as much anymore. And actually very much like going to like random place in mm-hmm. like random parties elsewhere or like going out mm-hmm. in like LA and stuff because it's just so refreshing when you just meet someone and they if they don't know you, you kind of like have like, I don't know, you just meet everyone for the first time. Yeah. You ask stuff up, you're like, what do you do? And like, they're, they don't know what you do and you don't know what they do. And it's just like a, I don't know. It's, isn't it just feels more normal? I don't like meeting normal people as much these days, but I do like meeting people who are like excellent in their field that mm-hmm. might not know as much about me. Yeah. But uh. I, I, I'm very bad at talking to people. Mm-hmm. So it always helps me to know that they know who I am. It's like, oh, they oh, know I'm cool. Like, oh, I see. Because it's like, it's really difficult for me to just approach someone and be like, yo, my name is, is Jeremy or like, my name is Toast. But it's like, oh, you know who I am? That means you think you should have mm. some awareness of how cool I am. Okay. So, so now <laughs> I can talk to you. <sighs> like, I like him. Know. He's funny. <laughs> no, I hate him. It's mostly a me thing. Yeah. But it's like, it is like that kind of like social awkwardness that like, I think people always mistake me for an extrovert because I'm just like, hi, nice to meet you. Mm -hmm. But it's actually like, I, I'm super tired all the time. I'm just like, I don't want to meet people. I Mm -hmm. go out to those parties to kind of like, I've been in the house too long where Mm -hmm. I just been in a studio and just not moving anywhere. Mm -hmm. So I'm like trying to force myself to like, okay, there's an outside world. It's okay just to like peek in, be there for a little bit and then just recede back into my little cave. Um, But I like, I think it's like trained in me to like, okay, this is awkward. So, um, hi, um, <laughs> you gotta like try to make it awkward yeah. and just be like, make it as normal as possible. And then you just have to power through it and hope it does come off that way. Yeah. Cause it's just like, I don't know what to say either. And I still have that. It's just like, oh, I'm, oh, I'm on a podcast. Too. Okay. I just have to talk, but I think this is like, I've done a couple podcasts now. I'm just kind of like, okay, 
I just talk and awkward and <laughs> are we in cool. one of those right now? <laughs> this is happening right now. This is actually very smooth. Oh, so. okay. Yeah, we're fun. very chill here. We yes. don't have any rules. Yeah. Sometimes that's a bad thing because people say things they shouldn't and we have to tell the editors to cut everything out. No, but that's fine. <laughs> if you want to say anything, get it out now and we'll just say, hey, cut it. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we had a few episodes where we're like, God, we got cut this guy. <laughs> Bleep it out, cut it all. <laughs> all right, all the people that you've met at parties that you hated, drop them now. <laughs> yeah. Great. Because I'm sure being a K-pop star like in the early 2000s mm. is very different. Is it different oh. or is it the same compared to now? Because we've had um, Alexa on and she's mm -hmm. more of a new K-pop star. Mm -hmm. We had Jay on who's kind of like been a K-pop star and it's just just Yeah, yeah. he's like in between mm -hmm. like yeah. I think like now oh you guys went from Alexa to Jay and then now to me. Oh, yeah. that's like that's like kind of like the the transitional of the the transition of the generations. Oh. Cuz like when I talk to uh my seniors in the industry like their world was way more different too and like all i can hope is that the k-pop industry is changing and is better for you know for good mm -hmm. um but i haven't been in it either for the past couple of years and um, what was it like back then yeah <sighs> <laughs> I, okay i'm gonna feel i'm feeling so old saying all this but like I, i'm gonna feel really old saying all this but like it's like before the internet actually took off and like it was actually a thing so we were in that phase of like oh youtube is like a place to put your music videos and it gets millions and millions of views mm -hmm. and then oh twitter's a thing and then instagram and it was that time of when all these social media platforms and like the internet started becoming more involved in the, like i guess the growth k-pop has come to today and uh i remember like we were very much discouraged not to have a Twitter or an Instagram or, you know, anything of that. And like, it was, it was, it's now written into contracts now. Like, oh. like back then it was, I don't know, actually I haven't seen a contract now, but I heard that it was written into mm -hmm. contracts. That you have um, to have. Like that, like social media or something is with like the company or by you, like yeah. those things are now defined. Oh, wow. So, um, like I think, uh, Street, the one interesting thing was when I came to the States, like everything's now about Spotify and streaming and like, um, uh, and, but with, with, uh, K-pop streaming was, music streaming was already a big thing mm -hmm. and it was always pushed like that. So it's just kind of funny to see like, oh, how different, but similar, but also extremely, extremely different everything is. Um, I think at the time when K-pop, uh, when I was in it, it's still very traditional. You go onto the the TV stations, you do your like normal, it's, it's like the hell week pretty much. When you're promoting an album, you uh, on average would go on like three, three to four like shows on the weekend. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay. And we would be uh, obviously training and like practicing like crazy for those performances. It's, um, uh, you would, you have something called like a pre-recording usually. Uh, it's, if you were the first one in the slot to pre-record, you would be getting up at 3 a.m., going to the salon, getting ready, uh, get there by 5, do some rehearsals, and then go straight into shooting. And then when you're done, you're like maybe 9, 10 a.m., and then you would go into interviews, and then you would go to other radio stations, and then you would come back, and then you still would have to go on to the actual broadcast, live broadcast of the show, and then repeat that four or five times. Like, oh. like back to back and then you would have maybe like two days of like rest but we're practicing or going on other shows and then so like i think 
back then, like the promotional period was like average two months. So you'd be two months of constantly just waking up really early. It would get a little bit, it would get better as we went. Mm-hmm. Um, we would just, instead of getting like two hours of sleep, we would get like four. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> extra two hours. Um, How lucky. But I think, I think I want to assume that I think some of it is still, still similar. I just think that maybe the promotional periods are a lot shorter now mm-hmm. because I think with the internet, there's a lot more uh, outlets to promote on. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that like, I think, I hope that like artists now are being taken care of a little bit. Uh, you know, I'm biased. Like, you know, one thing I always wanted was I think a little bit more rest. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, like, you know, we're kids. Like, my youngest member was 14. I was 16 at the time when I was working. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think there's more of an awareness now. Like, mental mm-hmm. health is starting to become something. And that's something I, you know, I like to talk about a lot um, because I think it's very much like, okay, working, it's like, it's an honor to work. I need to work. And then this toxic, like, you know, grind culture that like, yeah. I think is also embedded in me. I'm like, ah, I, I still see that a lot. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I felt guilty yesterday that I couldn't finish a song. And I was like, oh, I shouldn't be like, like finishing these things and working hard. But I think it's now slowly becoming a conversation. And yeah, I, but back then it was just, you know, work, go do things, go to shoot this. You should be thankful you have an opportunity and a, and a job. So keep working. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, okay. You know, mm-hmm. but I think my mindset's evolved now to it's like, you know, well, number one, if I'm not healthy and if I can't function, how can I work? Um, number two, like number two is like, how do I go at my own pace? I'm trying to find my own pace. Um, I was, I think really, I felt though I loved everything I did in my group, I think it was still like, I think as an artist and what I wanted to do, I think there was more for me to experience and explore. So that's why I ended up leaving the label so that, you know, I just, I want to just create stuff, mm-hmm. you know, I want to have the freedom to say like, oh, I want to stream on Twitch because mm-hmm. I kind of just want to try it and I like playing games. So, you know, why not just chill with chat and do stuff? Um, and, you know, I just kind of wanted to just experience life. So, Yeah. That's pretty much how everything's been. <laughs> I think that's healthier. Like you always, you can always start off with something and then you've tried it and you see what it's like. And then you realize maybe as time goes on, you learn about what you want, what you don't want, what you like, yeah. what you don't like. So it's natural to kind of uh, want to leave or maybe try to explore other things. So mm-hmm. you could just learn more about yourself. And it sounds like you like what you're doing now, right? And everything. Yeah. I saw, I, I saw a really cute puppy here. I want to take <laughs> Now that you're puppy. like, I want that. <laughs> I, want, I, I know a dog. Yeah, there's definitely a trend of uh, music and streaming I've been noticing these days. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Jay started streaming. Keshi played Valorant with us. Um, T-Pain just yeah. streaming so much games on his own for fun. And uh, what, um, what has your experience been like, like streaming on Twitch? It's fun. Like, I think, uh, I think my community and I just have like a lot of fun inside jokes. And it's basically mostly them trolling me the whole time. Cause why not? <laughs> and I, I, it's like, it's, we're just having fun. Um, like, I would have never thought I would have done a drunk stream ever. And mm-hmm. I did, I've done a couple. I'm like, oh, this is, this is like interesting how like people are w- down to just watch me like, play games because like you know growing up don't play games it's not you know not it's not a career yeah well mm-hmm. guess what mom <laughs> that's what i'm saying you said this is time away from school well, yeah. guess what 
and like even in the industry too like uh when i was still like promoting and stuff i like i heard things that like you know like gaming gaming's not something that you should be it's like it's looked down upon right but now it's just like why not just like can i cuss yeah yeah why not just fucking do it (laughs) (laughs) so like i i think i i've been like realizing that like I think when when I was in K-pop, I was always trying to be this person or like conform to an image that you know so and so or who and who like wanted me to be. But now it's like I can really actually be myself. And on Twitch too, it's like because it's live. You're just you're just with the camera, and there's people watching you on the video, and it's like kind of nerve wracking at sometimes. But I'm just like, wait, a couple hundred people are watching me build a Lego. Mm-hmm. that's pretty cool yeah <laughs> and it's like and it's and it's becoming like oh like i i watch your streams because it's peaceful right. and like i don't feel i'm like oh that's actually really interesting and i thought how like oh wait my roommate used to play breath of the wild all the time i used to just sit and watch him i'm like ah so it's kind of like similar in those ways and it's really nice to kind of connect those dots sometimes mm-hmm. and and just just nice to uh you know just do something and then people just vibe with you and just are in chat like you know saying things like i i recently learned what manka s was <laughs> <laughs> i had to teach my friends what bing chillin and copium and like all these other terms what, are what? like how do i explain to like a normal person what are what is that <laughs> oh you want to learn what copium is <laughs> yeah i actually kind of do you're better at explaining no, 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 please, you <laughs> no, 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 please I explain, explain to it. Amberly what copium is. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> you know what? Uh, op- opium? <laughs> yeah. Is that opium thing? Is it from opium, right? Yeah, yeah opium. Yeah, okay, yeah cool. go, keep going. <laughs> you know, when people used to smoke opium. Well, like now it's like... um. Yeah, people used to smoke opium. <laughs> okay, yes. okay, well, copium is just like, you know, you're trying to... <clears throat> you're telling yourself sort of lies or like other things and you just try to cope with it. It's kind of oh. like, oh yeah, I'm told I'm going to go to the gym like it, two days for sure. I'm going to go to the gym tomorrow for sure. But you know you're not going to go. So oh. it's like, but it's like, or like, yeah, no, that would be interesting. Can you explain it? No, I think you did it. <laughs> <laughs> I had another one of my streamer friends uh, like explain to me what down bad meant. And I was like, what is down? I always see that in your stream title. What does oh, that yeah. mean? And he explained, I was like, ah, cool i always kind of feel like i'm like behind is this is this what growing up is just mm-hmm. like kind of getting older you just can't keep up with what people are saying and then like what pepo pepo clap people clap people people there's a lot of pe- people clap people g oh yeah people run i like that one. oh i like uh people riot Oh, what that's a thing too stick up a torch oh. and people like going like men people right <laughs> and just do that she has no idea what she's talking about she's laughing to be nice i'm laughing at the fact that she's like struggling and like i try to figure I'm it terrible out like explaining things i'm sorry when things go through me they're just worse like if you try to explain a funny story or a scenario or something someone else explain it. that's why i said you explain it look at what but look watching what watching you go through it is entertaining <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of uh, most like Monka S. So Monka S, I would say, is relevant from about four years ago. Oh, so, so you're behind. about yeah, about oh. four years behind. Okay, right got now. it. Got if it. If I keep up, though, you can go on TikTok. TikTok is great for keeping up. Are you familiar with TikTok? Yes, I am. Yeah. But I there was what uh, what was that one term? It was like something's like really good, 
it's like it's like bussin there we go that should bussin i don't i didn't know what that meant yeah and then i was like what are all these terms now it's like even on tiktok i can't keep up they're like amber you've been on tiktok for so long how could you not know i'm like because i don't know all my feed is puppies and like cleaning and organization Uh, you have an actual human feed yeah the ones that are like where they have all the people who are down bad or have all these terms that they use no kizzy mid whatever it is yeah you know mid no what's mid (laughs) i don't even know if i can explain it properly i feel like people say like oh attack on titan is just mid like they just say it's like eh or like yeah it's like middling like average or eh. i don't even know if i'm right on that i just hear them say and i i just think like that must be what it means who's saying these things to you who have you been hanging out with tiktok you've been hanging out with tiktok i've been hanging out with tiktok at least an hour a day (laughs) no not an hour a day sometimes uh, and Sometimes more. Who do you usually hang out with? Do you hang out with more like esports people today, music people, Asian people? Because like there's an Asian community in the LA area, mm. and everyone kind of knows each other. That's what I'm slowly realizing. We went to like an Asian party. Um, the premiere, uh, not the pre- not the, that one, the the award one. Oh, um, Unforgettable Gala. Oh, oh yeah. I, oh, I, I haven't been there since. 2018 actually wait oh so you've been going oh no, i oh, i went i performed there like a couple years ago like before covid hit okay so i was like oh i haven't been back in the states in a while too mm-hmm. so i'm just kind of like well like everything's kind of like i just remember covid times which was stay inside and have like a drink mm-hmm. and chill mm-hmm. and just kind of stay safe but like Oh, every, everything's really opening back. Oh, that's crazy. Oh, yeah, everything. Yeah. Everything. It's yeah. it, COVID yeah. doesn't really exist in oh, America anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was at Omicron that just like spread throughout Christmas and like so many people yeah. got it. And then after that, for some reason, I felt like after that, people were just like, oh, well. Yeah. In the past, I feel awkward not wearing a mask. Now mm-hmm. I feel awkward wearing a mask. Yeah. I love I've wearing seen a mask. That, though. Too. I love it. I always feel naked without it. Like it just... I like it when I feel really insecure and then people don't have to see my face. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like that too. It's like, I don't have to have the pressure of like, when I get kind of stressed when I go to like H Mart or mm-hmm. like any Asian market mm-hmm. because, you know, that's usually where I do get the most like recognized. Mm-hmm. But then I put the mask on. No one knows. And yeah. Like, oh, you don't can, have to put makeup. You don't have to do anything. You're like No one incognito. will judge me for which ramen <laughs> Like, huh, she's getting the 99 cent ramen instead of the... I love my deals. Yeah. <laughs> I love the deals. Buy one, get one free. <laughs> exactly. How often would you say you get recognized? I, I think if I... Well, if I leave the house, so I think like it's still pretty much daily, but... Yeah. Um, I think if, well, if I don't leave, then I just, it's just me and my doggo. So your dog recognizes <laughs> yeah, you. My dog recognizes me, but, uh, I, it's still, it's very interesting. Like, like the time, because like, it's usually a kid or it's an adult and then it's like, my daughter loves you. Um, uh, oh, like, and like, oh, mommy, this is the <laughs> How do you know who I am? <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. Cause I was like, I guess like I'm, I was relevant, like probably like maybe like six, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. So like, it's interesting how people 
like oh yeah like we came across like the fx thing like and like oh we found out about fx like two years ago i'm like what like how <laughs> they're going down the we're rabbit like, hole the like, youtube oh. rabbit hole i'm more surprised when people don't know really much about my group but they know me mm. and i'm like wait what they're like yeah we watched your like i had a, like a viral video called where's my chest at one point and it's like me responding to hate comments and because mm-hmm. i'm flat you know uh-huh. <laughs> and real dynamic is like one Relatable. of the inside jokes i have with mm-hmm. my roommate and it's like i'm just like yeah like they're like oh my gosh yeah that video is so funny i'm like oh i forgot i even uploaded that <laughs> but it's it's interesting like how people like over the years i've just been like putting out content and just like like at one point i was vlogging a lot and then mm-hmm. i was writing skits <gasps> and then i yeah. was doing like these like parody things and then obviously doing things with my group and then doing my solo stuff so it's kind of like interesting how like even though i haven't really put out that much in the past couple years it's still like People are just finding out about me now. And then they're like, my whole family watches you. Or, you know, they like, I I think before COVID hit, I was doing my tour and then um, on the VIP lines where they can like meet me. Mm-hmm. Like the whole family was the mom, dad, the two kids. Oh my God. The aunt and the uncle. I was like, <laughs> I was like, my content is sometimes not child safe. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you. Um, so it's interesting. What platform do you like the most? Like out of everything? And like what content did you like doing? Out of like vlogs or like other things well, too? I think when uh, I started, I think it was, I got Twitter first, but I didn't really get it. I just would like say random things. This was like 2012 maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I think I really liked Instagram. And then I just like, upload memes sometimes and then i think when instagram got the video feature i didn't like vine that i still mm-hmm. watched vine but i didn't mm-hmm. want to make vines but i made like little basically what tiktoks are tiktoks are now mm-hmm. and then uh i think i started getting into directing so i started going more into youtube mm. and then i was using um like my vlogs as like a practice for editing and like just like you know thinking of different concepts and then i started like okay mashing like my music video stuff with my vlog stuff like okay how can i like actually make a story within my own like music videos instead of just doing glam shot glam shot lip sync lip sync lip sync flashy lights you know Mm -hmm. things like that um and then i i think i just got into like uh i think a couple of my friends and i we we made some parodies uh we did like bacon love which was uh bts's fake love (laughs) bacon love Wait, I need to see that one. <laughs> my, Link my, me that one. My friend doesn't speak any Korean, so when he when he heard fake love, he heard bacon love. So I was like, oh, like let's write <laughs> something to that. And then we just kind of like, I don't know. It was like that whole era of just like my friends and I just just doing whatever on YouTube. Um, and at that time, like I was, uh, I couldn't really release music, mm-hmm. um, so I was just you know video content how about just make vlogs and sometimes people i like watching react videos so i was like how about mm. i make a reaction of mine so it's just like trying out different things and then uh it just got busy with other work and then uh, i think just went back into music and then did touring and then went back and i did acting for a little bit and oh. then you know so it's just like kind of like my life just been everywhere but i'm like learning to just kind of like wait i did a lot of shit mm. <laughs> So it's like, and then, uh, cause I've always like felt like, you know, I, I don't know if you guys uh, relate with this, but it's like, you're your own, you're your own biggest critic. It's like, oh, I have to put out more content. I have to, oh man, I missed the deadline. Oh, this vlog didn't, uh, the numbers didn't do as well or something or like, oh, this song just like, ah, oh, why did I release it? Now mm-hmm. it's just kind of like, I'm, I'm habitually repeating to myself every day, like, 
I did a lot of stuff. I should be proud of that. And that's something that I've been really working on. Like when I'm going to therapy and just trying to like figure out my life because I think it's like, I think I've been on the run for so long and I've just been flying from place to place and just kind of like not having like stability in um, like, at least in my personal life that I don't know. No, I don't know if I can now keep doing that grind life that I used to. Um, but yeah, just, I think kind of re returning to, okay, people might not know who I am. That's fine. Um, I'm cool with that. That's just, that's actually really nice. Like I got a clean slate now. Um, and then what, what do I enjoy? So I was like, ah, oh, I, I like Twitch. Twitch is fun. That's why I kind of like went back to it. I was like, you know, I really like Twitch. I like the community. I like, I love playing Kirby. Oh my gosh. Have you, have you played the new Kirby game? I have not tried. Please play it. It is so amazing. I will I will Venmo you back your money. <laughs> I told this to another one of my friends. If you don't like the game, I will Venmo you your oh money. My God. But I love the new Kirby game. And it's just kind of like, I've been always like reminding myself of like, okay, this childlike wonder of like, okay, I like dancing. So mm -hmm. what did I like about it? Other than just like, you know, going on stage and performing for people. Like, like make how do I make that mine? You know, how do, how do I make singing? Because mm -hmm. I'm always singing and I'm always doing things for like, yeah, I'm doing it for my album and I liked writing it. But I think when it came time to perform these things or like, you know, like track it for the album, it's like it's not for me. It's like, ah, time crunch, time crunch. You got to keep going, keep going. And it's just kind of like nonstop. But now it's like, OK, if I'm going to sing this, I want to sing this for myself. I want to dance this. I don't I don't need to film it. I don't need to show anybody. I just want to do this for me. And, you know, and like, and be proud of that, mm -hmm. you know, and own up to it too. Do you think it's easy to fall into very similar formulas as what other people do? Like you've seen how people promote, how people yeah. do their dancing or singing and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think it's cause like, I think right now with the internet, everything just moves so fast. Like I think back then, like records when they were dropped, like you have like maybe three to five years to promote one, one album now mm -hmm. it's like it's all singles it's like you have to drop one song okay doesn't hit next one next uh. one next one next one so um and i was actually having this really interesting conversation with another friend of mine it's like how do we view music because you can't make music like streaming okay streaming one song is like 0 0.001 cent mm -hmm. <laughs> you know and it's like how do you make money off of music so you have to supplement to going to merch or if you can get on a tour touring um but you know there's expenses that go behind all that as well um Streaming's also been another source of income for me as well. So like, how do we function when we can't make money off of music directly? Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's, a, it's always like, a, I think it's always about adapting because kind of like a decade ago when the internet was a thing, everybody was adapting to that. So it's all about adaptation. And it's, I think the speed of how things go now is still actually pretty, like it's overwhelming for me. And I think um, a lot of my other friends and i think other people in the world can understand that too but i think it's always a reminder just to like you can only go at your own pace sometimes and it's it is tempting to always be like okay i can be like that person but it's like i think it's okay to be inspired um and you know marketing is i, I don't know when i talk with my marketing directors there's like it's 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 the same it's just you know with different um with different outlets mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but the general gist is the same um but I think what people are liking is different. Mm, and I think true. that's always changing. Yeah. So um, I think as like someone who creates content, it's like, well, do I just 
go with what everybody else is doing or do I like it's hard to like stay true to yourself and that's why I think the temptation comes from mm-hmm. um but I think now it's I think I don't have I don't I don't think anybody has the answer but it's always like kind of how would you do it for yourself and like is it genuine to you mm-hmm. I think is I think the first step the steps after that I do not know <laughs> yeah I mean you've been doing this for ooh, how many years like 15 plus uh, almost 15 though yeah i always forget that too (laughs) (laughs) yeah like just make being entertainment for 15 years you that's half your life like you've seen everything right literally i'm pushing 30 now (laughs) (laughs) so it's officially half my life yeah it's like it must be exhausting because i've been like streaming on and off for like six seven years Mm -hmm. and i'm already getting like to that point where i'm Mm -hmm. like I really want to be streaming every single day. Yeah. Like I'm reaching the end of my grind mm-hmm. motivation. And it sounds <laughs> like you've been like grinding for the first 10-ish years. And now mm-hmm. it's like, when you're not grinding, what do you do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have that feeling like, what do I want to do? And uh, it's kind of like an identity crisis. Almost. Yeah. yeah. Like, huh, I can do anything. But now that I'm not doing anything, I have all this free time, but nothing to put it towards essentially. Mm-hmm. So yeah uh, do you do you do you feel like um i because i felt like this with my vlogs and uh when i was vlogging like people were interested in it like numbers were you know great and it was exciting um and then my that video where's my chest got viral mm-hmm. and then i stopped and it's like i always and i had to stop because i was burnt out mm-hmm. i was i was um not only like going to studio and shooting a movie and like just going through a whole bunch of personal stuff like i can't uh it was a one-man team i'm writing a script Mm -hmm. i'm shooting everything i'm editing everything and then if i have to get some help i have to like coordinate that as well and then um i always felt like there's so many missed opportunities but i was like but then again i was i was i was about i was like going crazy Mm -hmm. and i think that's like something um I've always struggled with is that why didn't I just push through a little bit more? Why didn't I capitalize mm-hmm. on everything? Mm-hmm. But then I kind of have to like kind of accept that I couldn't. I actually physically couldn't. I mentally I couldn't. And I think it's also looking back on it now, like it was for a reason that like I had to focus on my health, bring more attention to like, you know the priorities in my life, like, you know, going home and, um, and like spend time with my family and my friends and like, maybe just not work for a bit. Um, I'm still really bad at that though, <laughs> but I don't know if it's, that's like for you toast. Uh, yeah, something similar because I feel like in the streaming industry, the one of the downside is you can always be streaming. You can always be making content like, uh, with other jobs, like, well, once your nine to five is done, you can't really like keep working. Yeah. But streaming is one of those industries where it's like you could turn on your stream right now. Like if you're not doing anything, you can turn your stream on right now. And a lot of streamers have that guilt. It's like, mm-hmm. well, I'm not doing anything. Like technic- might as well. Might as well. It's like yeah. it's not gonna streaming is not gonna last forever. Like everyone's numbers are constantly going up and down. But well, that red dot is so addicted, uh, addicting to look yeah. at. And it's also like, it's like, ooh, it's like a big, like, like adrenaline boost. Or it's like a huge, like, 
oh, it's oh, the numbers are going down. Why? Like, what did I say? Do you have your viewer count? On? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, I have mine too, but you guys are crazy. My mental doesn't fluctuate too much from it, but I, I okay, I'm a little. Is it, is it a sadist? Was it when sadistic. you sadistic? Is like I actually like use that now to like actually try to control myself. Like I'm mm. actually so I'm like okay. <laughs> I'm thankful for the 150 people that are watching, right? And I actually started, I started doing that in my head. When I see it and I saw it drop, I'm like, you know what? I'm still thankful for those people that stayed. Oh, I'm thankful for those people that are here now. Or like, I'm thankful that these people like, you know, came and just came in randomly. You know, mm. I think it's like a, I don't know. I'm a little sadistic. It's just like, I'm using it as a mental training thing of like, I'm really thankful. Like I'm trying to like not view myself as a number anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, that's a positive yeah. way to look You're at it. You're just a higher being. <laughs> yeah. I, I focus on it's like 20% less or like 30% less. But like, yeah. that's why I have mine turned off because mm -hmm. it's like almost no good emotions going to come from looking yeah. at that number mm -hmm. unless it's like really higher than what you expected. Mm. Uh, but yeah. That is true. Yeah. I'm surprised you leave it on. I mean, I leave it on because like, well, even if I have like less viewers that day, I just think, wow, like, it's still like this amount of people that actually like are that dedicated for some yeah. reason who would still even though all these other people are streaming because sometimes your numbers drop like a lot of people are streaming yeah I'm like oh like that's a positive side to like or it's copium i don't know but either way yeah streaming is very different because it's like your worth is just displayed to you yeah on a number and, and it's so extreme too. yeah it's up and down like sometimes with streaming, it's gonna be low no matter what you do because it's on a weekday or there's just not too much people watching. Mm -hmm. But a lot of our streamer friends can't help but feel like they did something wrong. Like my numbers is low like this week, like mm -hmm. I'm screwing up, like I'm worthless, I'm not funny. And yeah, mentally, it's pretty taxing. Yeah, it's exhausting. Yeah. I think like even for me on set, like the camera's only rolling for like maybe like 30 seconds at a time or at most like the three minutes of the song mm -hmm. or however long the scene is and then you you it, it cuts and then you're able just to kind of like take a breather and reset a little bit like that's stressful and exhausting enough but like being on camera for hours um even if you're just like i don't know do you kind of feel the camera being on and just like it's in your face kind of thing at times right but it's just uh definitely streaming off cam is completely different it does feel a lot nicer but at the same time you feel like it's not the same for your audience yeah. so it feels bad to also stream with no cam mm -hmm. so i don't know but cams i think it's more of like a mood thing sometimes if you are in a great mood or if you're if you don't mind at all it feels great but if you're in the worst mood it feels like the camera is so daunting and you don't want yeah. it to be there i can't imagine like uh like i did one subathon and it lasted i think like 17 hours so i was like i was very happy i was like happy to like end stream mm -hmm. but i was like i've seen subathons that have, like gone on for like weeks mm -hmm. i'm just like how <laughs> Like I've been in a music video once and that one felt oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It it's was a... uh oh man, it was like twelve hours for like a two second shot. Of just being yeah. on set and I can't imagine like being the main person yeah. in a music video just being on set. Is it a lot of waiting around? Yeah. So it's, it's because something always goes wrong on set. So um one thing that I've learned coming to the states is in asia there is no end time you 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 end when the project is done and shot 
So it was very, very normal for us to be on set for, for like three days. Oh my God. And then we would just sleep in the car or just like drive back home, wash up, come back out straight away. Mm-hmm. But in the States, like, you know, laws don't let you <laughs> yeah, <go> pass. <laughs> <laughs> They'll let you go past 12 hours. So I'm like, how do you shoot a music video in 12 hours? So it's a lot of like learning on my end, like, oh, and uh, when I started directing them with uh, my friends, we I was like, oh, okay, now I've learned about production and how things work. Okay, that okay, it's either route one where we can make it super dope, but it'll cost $10,000, or you can take it out, it'll save three hours, and you won't have to spend $10,000. And I'm like, but it's so cool. <laughs> And then because you add time, okay, then you have to pay overtime yeah. or people aren't just going to be happy. So it's like, it's like a very much like experience every, like per, not every person's role on set, but a lot of the roles on set. I'm just like, I'm very humbled by it because I used to just be all like, wow, why is the next shot taking so long? Oh, I'm so tired. Mm-hmm. When is this going to end? And like, you know, I would just be in my head of like, oh, this is just, this is a waste of my time. Mm-hmm. But then. I think I remember one day it was, I think it was on um, the music video for, I think Pinocchio, which was one of my group songs. And mm-hmm. then they had like a set with, with um, this uh, um, spiral thingamabob. It's a, it's a interesting set, but it was like a spiral thingy that they created. And it just kind of, you just, you're, I'm dancing in front of it. But then when I actually was like looking around, I'm like, oh, wow. And then they had to like, like all this, all the small details that go into production are insane, and so I was just like, well, "That's a lot." I have a lot of respect for for those people, and I'm like, "Okay, I shouldn't, have, I shouldn't complain. I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna be patient and just wait it out because everybody's working hard. So there's no point in me complaining and making things worse for everybody." Sounds like it's better to be a, like a director in Asia mm-hmm. because you can just do whatever you want, <laughs> and better to be like a talent in North America. Yeah, <laughs> because you have rules protecting you. Yes. And with the director, I feel like when I talk to directors in North America, it's like they definitely want to wrap things up real quick because yeah. once it goes past that 12 hour mark, they certainly have to like pay a lot. Yeah. yeah. But I, I think it's 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 just like a double edged sword sometimes because like mm-hmm. I uh, some of my projects that aren't union or that like don't need to go by those rules like you know i'm it's just me and my friends with camera and we're just running around like mm-hmm. it's it's actually nice like mm-hmm. we because we get to um like again i've only grown up on professional professional like hundred two hundred thousand dollar sets mm-hmm. but now it's like okay how about we shoot something very simple like that's all i want is something simple it doesn't matter about the money just i just don't need to have all this flashy shit everywhere mm-hmm. so how do we do this and we just run and gun and just like try different things and i think that part of experimenting and like you know even though it is long hours like i think we're having fun doing it which is um you know the other side um and i'm like again reverting uh, learning everything in reverse so it's like ah okay that makes sense okay this is the reason why that doesn't work and then when um when i'm in like I'm, I'm very blessed to have both experiences, both in the Eastern and Western markets, just because I think there's like a self-discipline that I learned very much there, like the working hard. Okay. But I also, like, I think transitioning here, it's like, I learned the efficiency of like, okay, this is what, um, we have to get this done in 12 hours. Sometimes the video just doesn't get shot and doesn't, um, doesn't get finished. 
So how do I marry these two worlds together, both mm-hmm. of my experiences together mm-hmm. and like find an efficiency where hopefully I can get the shots, finish before tw- the 12 hour period ends and also make everybody happy. Mm-hmm. I think that's like been something I've been trying to figure out. And I think my group and I have like a pretty chill workflow now. And we're like, cause I, I understand as a creative, like, I hate being rushed. Mm-hmm. Let me create the art in peace. And sometimes editing takes a fuck ton of time. Um, but then, you know, business deadlines, you know, you got to turn this in, you got to do this before this. Um, so I'm, I'm always like, okay, dude, you technically have three weeks, um, but just, I know, you, I know you can get it done in two. He's like, yeah, that's easy. But thank you for giving me like, you know, it's yeah. like, I would always try to like, I, I try to like marry both. Like, like, I don't know. I try to find compromise between both sides because I understand the business and I understand the creative. Um, so it's always just, I don't know, just a bunch of mixing and like figuring out what's right and what's wrong and like what I can do better as well. And I think just running around and just having all these experiences is, is just like, I don't know. It's opening my eyes to a lot of things I didn't know, but at the same time, it's confusing the fuck out of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a learning process. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so do you speak you speak English and Korean? Yeah, and, and Mandarin. And Mandarin. Yeah. Oh. Because you're... Were you born? I, I, I'm, I was born here, mm-hmm. uh, um, and then I went to Korea when I was 15. Got it. And then... Uh, I'm, I'm Chinese. Mm-hmm. So... Um, and then I got the opportunity to go to China last year, and I was all like cool let's I, i've always wanted to go and i wanted to like learn about my culture mm-hmm. and um learn to speak the language because my mom only speaks mandarin mm-hmm. and i don't so i have like this um i think i had this distance with her and it's just because of the language barrier and you know like i'm typical like second generation kid like mom yeah. why can't you learn english blah 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 blah, blah. So i hate you <laughs> ah. but then it's like i think going to korea it really humbled me too and it, like i because my whole career has been in a language that I don't speak fluently. Mm. So kind of understanding how my mom, when she flew to America and she was taking care of me and my sister and my dad, like, and she doesn't, she can't communicate. So like it was, that was like me being in Korea. And then I was like, you know what? Um, the opportunity I have, I'm going to um, just learn as much Mandarin as I can. So I can like talk with her. And now I can talk to her with almost no English. So wow. it's pretty so it's pretty great. Wow. So how did you get from I guess here to like starting in K pop and stuff? Then? I was scouted. Oh. At a, yeah, at a random I, I, I was just at like a it's called Changta. It's like a little festival in mm-hmm. in K Town that they have. Um, I was just like standing around. I just just followed my friends there and then someone tapped me on the shoulder and was like, Hey, would you like to audition for SM entertainment? And I was like Okay. I'd be like, is this real? Like, <laughs> I was are like, you are you sure? Yeah. yeah it, it sounds like one of those things from like a K drama where yeah. it's like yeah. the girls just walking around and the talent scout just happens to see. And then... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd be so flattered. I'd be like, oh, me? <laughs> oh, I mean, <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really because, like, I, I, at that time, I was getting into like more Asian, like Asian music. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I did know. Uh, the label and I was just like oh that's me mm-hmm. cool yeah. and I think at that time I was I think it was just perfect timing I was fed up with school because I had one bad experience with the teacher because mm. for some reason on my outline I didn't press the space bar or the enter so that like my bullet points 
looked like paragraphs <laughs> and she gave me a C and I'm like, I never get C's. Yeah. So I literally went to her, I was like, so if I pressed enter here and made a new bullet point, I would have gotten an A. She's like, yes. I'm like, how does that make sense? So I don't know that just like, I, I've always been the perfect student, well-behaved. I listen to people. I don't fight. And I was just like, you know what? Fuck school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll go there. It's better and there. That came out. I was like, I'm like, dad, mom, please. Like I, I will work as hard as I can. Um, my dad compromised with me. was like, okay, if you get straight A's, you can go. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh. easy, done. <laughs> so I went, so I was able to go. Wow, you could just do that? Is it get straight A's, you can go? I could not do that. If they said get straight A's, you yeah. can go, I would be fucking staying here. I'm like, on oh, my B's and my C's. One thing I'm very confident was like just studying. Oh my Cause God. Because technically, like, I think that was kind of hard for me to adjust to. Like, <sighs> when you're so by the book, again, like, I don't question things. So I just like, I just read do the test, get the A, done. But I couldn't really think outside of the box. And I think when I went to K-pop, I think that's what kind of, I still I still was in that mentality. I practiced every day, I followed all the rules. Um, and then I started feeling like, wait, this, I, I, there, there needs to be something more. So I think like the rebelliousness has, I think gone unchecked for the past couple, like for that whole decade. And then the past like three or four years, I've just been like rebelling a little bit. Um, And sometimes like in the not so, in a not so healthy way, but it's like, okay, how do I become healthy about my rebellious phase right now? That is going to now be my (laughs) thirties. I think the one difference between North American and like Asian talent is like in North America, I feel like talent are the ones calling the shots in terms of like oh i want to do this it's like Mm -hmm. the agency the managers are all very much there to deal with the talent's ego Mm. it's like oh yeah yeah mr streamer or yeah mr musician kind of deal whereas in k-pop is it like the vibe is pretty much the labels in charge or do you guys have input so this is the way that i have seen most of it go is is that you start really young and you debut young. So you're listening to the the adults mm-hmm. and you don't have input. You keep doing stuff. And if you make it big, and if you have that personality that is a little bit more mm, opinionated and they can't help but listen, they will listen. Mm-hmm. But if you are not someone they like or favored, um, they might not care. They might not ever listen to you. They might just shelve you. They might just, uh, you know, let you do whatever, but not, never really care about it. Um, I've had friends who've been um, stuck in contracts for years and can't do anything. It's just due to, it's like, you know, like politics in the industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there's like, I'm fortunate because I had success. Like we were the number one girl group we had, and then we had a lot of um, opportunities and people knew who we were. But then I had, I think having a lot of my friends, my friends that like we've cried together, we've like trained together, we've, uh, you know, like, you know, you know, went to some random place because we couldn't go back to our dorms just to like hide, you know, like, and then, then, and them getting like really fucked in their contracts. I don't know. It's just like, I think the more that I 
like think about it. It's just if the business people like you, they will listen to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also have to get to a certain point until they listen to you. You know? Yeah. It's like when when your money's threatened. What are you right. gonna do? <laughs> You're gonna protect it. Yeah. That's so interesting because it's like at some point it's like. Do you need them or do they need you? Yeah. yeah. And I always figured like in Asia, it's very much like we own you or yeah. like, what are you going to do? Like go off by your own. And I think a lot of people would be scared of that. But I think you would also be surprised that there is a lot of that here too. Like mm-hmm. I've had, I've had, a, it's it's not like in the like long-term, long-term things, but there are a lot of like our industry is just like entertainment as a whole is just, I feel like all we have the same problems as everybody else it's just like you know with a mask on that like everybody's happy mm-hmm. and i think that's like the big, big misconception that you know with the entertainment industry but yeah it still is very much dirty there are a lot of really weird yeah. things going on people are getting hurt um sometimes you know artists they can't sue like it oh amber just sue them oh like so and so sue them it's, lawsuits aren't easy like yeah. mm-hmm. i remember being down high six figures because of a lot like lawyers and it's like okay when you get into a lawsuit then what happens litigation then you get charged by the hour and litigation goes on for years so it's not easy Mm -hmm. um and sometimes you just gotta save the money that you had that you made and then you just have to just bite your tongue and wait it out um but luckily uh you know i have met a lot of people and i have like a good team of people now just like really like they're are so many times where I could have sued somebody for something. You can sue anybody for anything, technically. (laughs) 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 Technically. But, you know, like, oh, man, okay, that deal, hypothetically speaking, just like, oh, I lost that 10 grand. Like, they're never going to pay me. Just whatever. You, like, really have to, like, it's a lot of like, man, that 10 grand could have like helped my parents or like I could have given it to a friend or like I could have invested into my own more music. But it's just like, you know what? It's either lose the 10 grand now or be 100 grand uh, down from a lawsuit. So, you know what? And it, there's there's been a lot of it. I'm like getting better and we're getting a lot like. Uh, I've been uh, uh, sorry. I've been doing a lot better in like being patient in like understanding okay before i ever enter in a deal this is what i need like my check marks Mm -hmm. this is how what i need to vet um because you know new things new cool things always pop up and it's like okay we should all do this um but i think that's i think the scary side of the entertainment industry yeah Yeah. like esports is still relatively new and you do hear a lot of those horror stories especially with uh, the professional esports players because Mm -hmm. I guess similar to like K-pop's like talent that's mm-hmm. being scouted, they're like children who got popular playing video games mm-hmm. online. Very little social skill, very little business awareness, and here comes an esports org or offer them like a contract to play video games, and it's like they're not gonna read it. They don't know any lawyers. They don't have the money to get a lawyer. Mm-hmm. All they see is like, oh, I get paid eighty thousand dollars a year to play League of Legends for Mm -hmm. you. And it's like a two-year contract and they sign it. And suddenly, oh, they can't do anything else. They have to listen to that work. The buyout clause is like $1 million that they can't afford. They don't know who to talk to. And yeah, no, it's it's like, it's definitely getting better. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I think the nice thing about esports is because it's so young that these shitty behaviors they last like two or three years and then they get discovered and people like call them out for it and mm-hmm. it's relatively easy to change. Whereas like in yeah. acting or music's like these kind of predatory behavior is deep rooted. It's mm. just it's really hard to change because the old people they're still making the decision. They're still like, well, that's the way it's done. Yeah. Um, but with esports. It's new, so there's less laws, mm-hmm. but it's easier to change because it's not as um, built into the culture. I feel like with uh, anything in like, like especially like Twitch, a lot mm-hmm. of like uh, Twitch and like the esports world, it's so active on Twitter. So there's always this conversation, but a lot of these like, as you said, it's like deep rooted in like yeah. music and in, in movies. It's not like yeah, everybody talks about the next like big movie or the next big song coming out or you know what's hot on tiktok right now but no one there's no like centralized like communication discussion discussion. yeah so and i think um going to like what you said about like like young kid getting signed um and they just don't know anything like I think with artists too, it's just like, oh, we get our big publishing deal. We get like, oh, this big bonus or something. Mm-hmm. or And then it's like, ah, money, okay. And I go blow it on stuff. Mm-hmm. Or it's like, um, you but you forget taxes. You mm-hmm. forget um, like expenses and like, oh yeah, by the way, like uh, you have, like, yeah, we're going to give you 80 grand, but you also have like 60 grand in expenses that you need to recoup. Mm-hmm. So um, it's always like, it's, I think it's just kind of sad that even as a kid, I think if I was told that type of stuff um, when I was 16, I, I, st- I think I still wouldn't have cared. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, just, just sign the contract. Let's just do it, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, uh, I think hopefully now, I think as you know, like Twitter or like, you know, like even though there's, um, uh, I think the open discussion that everybody has and like the news that people are seeing on the internet um i think people can be more prepared like yeah of course like i think if i didn't sign um with my group that time i would not have learned things that i know now and i'm very grateful for that experience and i think it's also just keeping this healthy mentality that like okay my deal will definitely suck right now mm-hmm. but it's to you know further my future um and i know that i want to keep doing this so um but in the end like you have to think like artists and content creators need to think like business people as well it's like even though they're making content like we're emotional right mm-hmm. who isn't mm-hmm. but when it comes down to it okay this this is the business that i want to run and you have to also learn how to compromise and also know when people aren't going to be compromising. So when to like bite your tongue. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's hard and there's, there's never a right answer, but at least like, it's interesting, like how, like, even though we're on different parts of the entertainment field, it's still very similar in a mm-hmm. lot of the, um, the good and the bad. Yeah. 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 One thing I hate is always the, the middlemen, the agents coming in uh, with it. Yeah. Okay, I get 10% for this yes. and my manager gets 10%. Like, I always yeah. think about it because, like, a game company would have a game and they would want me, the streamer, to play yeah. it. Before it reaches me, mm-hmm. they have an agency mm-hmm. and they're taking 10%. Yeah. And then to reach out to me, they have to go to another agency mm-hmm. and they're taking their 10%. 10%. 
And then before it reaches me, my manager comes in with the 5%. Yeah. So just like that, 25% of the budget is gone just for the deal to even hit my yeah. table. And then there's, of course, taxes and then I have to pay my editors to do it. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I'm left with like 30% of the payment. Yeah. And But that's just how it works. Like when I ask, this is kind of stupid. Why not just give me the money? That Why can't I just work with the publisher? And so it's like, well, it's easy for the publisher to work with the agency. That's just how it's done. Mm. And I imagine it's similar to like Hollywood was just by the time yeah. it reaches the actor, like half the money's yeah. gone because yeah. of agencies, yeah. fees, managers, and everything. Yeah. Like, but that's that's showbiz for yeah. you. Yeah. Well, I think it's that. I think the conversation is a lot more. Like, I think it's easier to have. Like, I think um, I like having my manager there because mm. he, I don't know. I don't know why. Maybe why like when people approach artists because like people always want to go directly to the artist mm -hmm. because they want to sell it to the artist that they can make them this deal right. but my manager i've had so many trust issues with that so i'm like i need my manager there with me mm -hmm. and um and you know i will give him his percentage because i know he's protecting me yeah. and i know that he will fight for um uh, a better deal or like make sure that he knows that this is like something that I'm not like he's unbiased you know like yeah, yeah he can make his money but luckily you know he's a great guy so he's just going to be all like Amber I don't think you need to make money on this one this is if you want to do it you can but these are the pros these are the cons up to you um but his vote is no <laughs> I'm like cool got it I'll still do it you know mm -hmm. um but I think like I think that's what that's what's always scary I, I want my team there because I think in the end, when we do work with brands or we have collabs or something, it's our face, you know. Um, and I like I've I, I know I sound like kind of diva-ish when I say this, but it's like I'm like I don't want to do this because it's my face. Like yeah. I don't want to like just like have them plaster my face everywhere. That's not what I'm in this for. Mm -hmm. And like. Um, and people are always like telling me, why don't you do, like, do one-off deals? And I'm like, because I like, I think my way of, um, I think building relationships with like brands or people is, is actually more long-term rather than like, okay, let's just do one collab and like make a viral video done. Um, but I think it's just always, uh, I think people are always just focused on how much money you made. Okay, correction, Amber team probably made that, but the people in the toast team probably like there's like five six people that you have to pay out when you get like a so-and-so check mm -hmm. but then they're all but then people are always again focused on like oh but toast made so and so much money right. you know he must be rich and he must be like you know great oh like oh he, he must have bought that oh my gosh he's so rich blah 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 mm -hmm. and they want to make up their own stories about it like i went broke four years ago four four yeah four or five years ago and people think because I'm in a successful girl group that like I'm swimming in the money and like, <laughs> oh my gosh, you know, I'm living a lavish life, you know, I, but like I, that was very humbling. And I also saw like, wow, people just really wanted me because I was quote unquote rich, like, well, bro. <laughs> I'm a broke ass artist, so good luck with that. I mean, the Google estimates of like people's uh, net worth are all like. Someone told me the other day they're like, "Hey, Burden, it says that he's uh, four million. You guys pay him four million? I was like, I freaking wish we had four million. Hello. <laughs> and then someone's like, "Oh, your net worth says you're like uh, two million here." I'm like, "Oh, I love." <laughs> yeah, because these, uh, I'm sure these K-pop contracts when they find these small mm -hmm. young talent, they're not going to be like 
you're gonna make two percent of all the revenue yeah because they could just say yeah we'll pay your salary yeah and yeah they will agree to that because what yeah. are you gonna say no mm -hmm. and then but people think oh you're part of a k-pop group and you're one of five members that means you get 20 percent of the income mm. it's like no, that, no yeah, why, that's not, they don't that's have not to do math. that yeah yeah so yeah i always feel like it's just you know people are going to believe what they want to believe right. you just got to really know who you are and it's okay also not to know who you are at the same time but also just like i'm trying to learn like just not caring but actually not caring mm -hmm. um and then uh you know i think whether people want to believe you or stay your fan or, you know, become your hater, like that's their choice. I can't manage how they feel about me, but I, all I can do is manage how I feel about myself and what I can do um, for myself, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Being independent is definitely very nice because you can, at the end of the day, like be okay with pushing some people away and like saying things you believe in. And uh, I imagine if you're part of like, a label or a group they'll be like hey you can't say that you can't yeah. you know do this but when you're independent you can be like fuck you yeah, yeah. I, don't <laughs> I swear on this yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right let's move to the weekly viewer question everyone's favorite Ew. segment of the podcast every week we answer two questions from our otv subreddit today we have simply binger who says mm -hmm. what is your advice to those who are moving away from the home country Starting a new journey in a new place with no close relatives or friends nearby. Ooh, that is oh. scary. Wait, that was all of us, right? Uh, well, I was famous already when I moved here, so I knew <laughs> I would make friends no matter what. But put yourself in the shoe of a regular. I know that's hard I for you, Yvonne. I also had friends when I moved here. Wait, you put yourself in the shoe okay. of a regular. Okay, there I, are I said that regular was all of us at human one point. beings. You are there. not putting yourself in the shoes of a regular. Well, like, I, I was famous when I was here. Can you to put know. them together in more podcasts? Yeah. This is yeah. great. I can't believe I'm you told me to be more normal when you just I said I'm famous. I don't know the plight of the suffering of the common man. Oh. Uh, okay, yes. I don't put myself above them, but I recognize you my are place. <laughs> <laughs> above them uh, but no that's, that's did he just hard. say that what this is how society works I am merely a cog in society's wheel okay I didn't choose to be put on this pedestal um, but man that is hard uh, I, I don't like even when I moved to like a different city for school I had friends who were going to the same school but to go to a brand new country with yep. no friends, no mm -hmm. family, it's like, all right, go make some friends. It's like, ooh. Oh, I think the first part piece of advice is to become, just be toast. You know, just be <laughs> yeah. toast. If you're famous, people want to be your friend. <laughs> That's how you solve your friendless issue. Uh, but other than that, I don't know. You, you just probably do... Um, you put yourself in situations where you can make friends if that's okay with you yeah. like join clubs or activities mm -hmm. type of things to kind of meet people of similar interests yeah. and i think that's a very easy mm -hmm. way to is that what you did yvonne you joined a club uh well in gaming it's like i went i played league all the time and i met people on league i made mm -hmm. friends on league and then that was like but how you're a girl a girl in league guys are gonna want to be friends with you I again am merely explaining society's thought. I don't. I support women. 
But if Stop you're a girl, talking to me. <laughs> if you're a girl in League of Legends, guys can, are gonna play. They can play sports. Like if you want to join, if you want to play basketball, go to like a freaking leisure center or join like an after like a freaking random recreation team, and then you'll meet people there. Whether you're a girl or a guy, you could do that. It's activity based. Again, do you, do you, are you speaking from experience? Well, my friends also joined like recreation teams, and that's how they made friends too. So you're not speaking from experience. I did it through gaming for the past like how many billion years. I also did it through badminton, by the way. I used to show up mm. at badminton at the courts, going by myself. Okay. And then I met friends there who like just I would, people I would see often. I just ask them to play, and we just end up playing. How long ago was this? Grade eight, grade seven. Okay. Mm. But it, it's like the same idea where you're putting yourself in. Like I went alone. I could have been in like freaking the states and done the same thing. Mm. But it's scary, yeah. Amber, do you have any yeah. experience with this? I, I think same with Yvonne. It's kind of like uh, I used to always go to um, this one cafe to like chill and like listen to music, and you just kind of see the same people there, and then you just kind of like make conversation and just kind of. It's very natural. Same thing like with skateboarding too. Like I would go to like uh, to skateboard at like 2 a.m. and I just met friends there and then we just kind of vibed with skateboarding. Um, but I think like one is another big piece of advice is just to like use technology the best you can. Because I remember when I moved to Korea, video like FaceTime was not a thing. Um, and I like I had no really way of calling home very easily, but now I think it's so easy to just uh, if you're missing your family, you know, just take advantage of that. And uh, I one thing that I did do was uh, all my friends uh, uh, in high school they like gave me like a these care packages. So I actually still have this one band aid. My friends, my two of my friends gave me a band aid and wrote, "This is for your boo boo, so that you can suck it up." And I still, <laughs> and I still have that band aid. It's like That's a good one to keep. It's like it's like yeah. fucked up, but I, I still have it. Um, but like kind of having like a shoebox of memorabilia is always nice to kind of look back on, just mm. to like because I, I definitely had an identity. I definitely still have an identity crisis, but back then it was very much like I don't know what I like. Like I don't remember anything from home. Like so um yeah take advantage of technology shoebox of memories go outside and be toast yeah perfect that's pretty perfect. much it <laughs> next question voodoo one do you feel like the world is too loud or too quiet for me definitely too loud especially on social media when people tweet at me their opinions and it's like <laughs> i don't care about your opinion <laughs> i'm here to tweet stuff get engagements reply to my friends like promote my shit and sometimes i tweet stuff and people will reply with like their opinion and i wouldn't read it but i know it's happening because like i can see the amount of replies to it that so goes up to mm. 200 and like this is a one-way street you giving me your opinion it's not that yeah. i don't care for the record it's just like it's it's twitter Mm. I'm not there to read the opinion of Twitter users. You know, someone's mm. been trying to invite us to their friend's wedding for like months now. Oh. oh, They just always tweet, hey, Yvonne Toast, you're their favorites. Can you come to this wedding? <laughs> and I get like an update every month that, hey, their wedding's happening soon. You, <laughs> how do you know? Have you seen the tweets? I mean, I see it in my mentions sometimes. Bro, now they're going to keep tweeting now that you talked about it. You can't let, here's the, here's the trick with fans. You can't let them know that you see what they're writing. Sometimes. No, all the time. Selective Select, reading. Selective reading. Yeah. No, selective mentioning. Yes. 
we do read it it's just selective mentioning. i just happened to read that one okay that was like the odd one i'm never gonna read them ever again so. yeah sometimes when i'm streaming and i read out a question from chat and mm -hmm. answer it suddenly a hundred questions comes in it's like <laughs> oh. oh he's reading questions today let me type mine yeah. in it's like what's your favorite dish what's mm. what's the thing you most mi like most miss about living in asia i'm like no this is it's a one-way street <laughs> i'm on stage performing and you sit in that seat and you enjoy my content and then maybe there's a q a session at the very end where you can ask your question yeah i always feel like oh i like i always do this thing now where i just like don't I look at stuff. I do read some of it and then I just like, I'm getting overwhelmed. I need to like go to the studio. Cause like, I think there is always, people always want to say their stuff, but it's kind of like, hmm, is my opinion actually necessary? Like, you know, let's just have a good time. Let's like have fun and chill. Like there's no, like, I, I feel like with social media it's just it is super loud mm -hmm. and that's why i've chose to kind of just like distance myself I'll, like i'll tweet out like some cute puppy photos sometimes or just like oh i went to uh buy a boba or something but other than that like i'm too busy yeah <laughs> i'm too busy when you're touching grass it's nice you don't really you know go to social media too much in fact you forget about it a little bit you don't even check it as often mm -hmm. you're kind of just like outside mm -hmm. walking around soaking some vitamin d feels good <laughs> you should try sometime no i need to work okay okay i i, I need i need focus. i mean like i'm also working i vlog when i go out so mm -hmm. it's like that's that's like working okay. i have boxes to break down downstairs so i need to work as well yeah. i had to invite amber to one of our <laughs> unboxing but not even half her end of it no i just wanted <laughs> you to just just have just the break into the box yeah we should have a amber cam and then she'll just be like yeah you'll corner. just see her off in the corner and one of the comments can be like is that fucking amber in the corner <laughs> breaking box? guys you you missed you missed <laughs> the bubble so wrap funny. can you pass me the bubble wrap yeah. thanks thanks, thanks. I, don't, I don't want to go on camera just pass me the bubble wrap i need to like put that away but yeah uh, what about you yvonne too loud or too quiet i don't really know what this question means like is it in it's a very open for what does it mean to you yeah mm. like, is it too loud or is it too quiet if i had to pick one right now in terms of like life then it's too loud but like i imagine if i was in like freaking back in canada it'd be too freaking quiet but like mm. because i'm here because in la everything feels very loud like everyone's busy and grinding and everything and there's so much everywhere all so much people everywhere i'd say it's probably more too loud than everything like that why, why are you looking at me like that no i agree with you it's definitely too loud no. okay yeah. you're looking at me like you're just judging me no, i'm not judging you are you sure I'm so just... that's just your resting judging face as you can see amber yes yvonne is very like prone to defensiveness even though i was just looking at her and she started giving a whole but he speech. trained me this way you know that that's like i don't do that with just anyone it just all i did was look at you and listen to what you're saying <laughs> you guys are like siblings you guys are just fighting and bickering it's like yeah, it's it's because yeah. she it's, acts it's endearing. like a child okay and you don't act like a child at times are you all serious all i did was look at you and listen to the things you're you are saying. the most hypocritical person ever someone dealt rewind it back to the very beginning of this podcast what did you say again what did you do what did i say i don't know uh, but rewind it yeah you can't just say i don't know what you did but you offended me Get the clue. i did something i'm sure to a fish brain 
It comes what? with the age. Never mind. Let's just where are we at? Yvonne, what are you outro. saying right now? Outro? <laughs> outro. Outro. Wait, can we set up like a box? Like, you know how there's like a lot of these like content creator boxing matches? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Can we do it with like you two? But like, well, might, might have put a half, put a handicap a little mm-hmm. bit. But I think it'll be fun to just see you guys like. I think that would be but, fun. Yeah, that would be fun. And so I tickets. would not hold back. I would beat the shit up. How oh, much of a handicap are oh, we talking? Um, No arms. No arms for him. Oh, no. oh wait, wait, wait! <laughs> no, How about so wait? When you say that, have you guys done those like those like you know bouncy suits where like it's like you're in a hamster ball and it's like mm. it's like and you guys just charge at each other? That would be really sumo suits. Yeah, no, I would, no, no, I would, do the hamster I'm ball. Down for the hamster, hamster ball. ball. Did we get like a weapon too? Can I get a bat? Well, you can't hold it. You're in the hamster ball. Yeah, you're in the hamster oh. ball. Oh, we don't have like arms. No, 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 no. You're in like in the hamster ball. Completely a ball. Oh, or maybe like one day like. Like you guys can just get like a like a pinata of each other yeah. and then just whack whack it. That'd be great. That's yeah. actually like therapy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's not technically like you know you're not getting hurt by like hitting by her hitting your pinata. You're just your pinata is getting fucked up. We should have darts with the oh. face as the bullseye. Uh, that's gonna do it for this week's podcast. Thank you so much, Amber. For no, coming of course. Up. Thank you I'm for so having sorry. me. Do you no, have you're any good. Uh, projects coming up that people can um, look out for? Oh, my latest album is called Z. It's on Spotify, Apple Music, and any other streaming platform. And uh, that's basically it. Yeah, please check it out and check her out. Like all the work she's done, it's all very cool. I, I I've been listening for a while. I try not to say it because no, I don't want to come off as like a cringe fanboy like Yvonne usually does. Hey, I do not. Don't you embarrassed us in front of Matt Stoney and Ryan Higa. What? With I your... did not embarrass us. Okay, also I played it cool. We we, we did a uh, YouTube collab yesterday with oh. this competitive eater, and Yvonne pulled out. Wait, Matt Stone, like the like the. Yeah. Why well, I love him. He's so he said cool. He remembered me. He knew who I was back then. Oh God, you brought it up to him. <laughs> I was like, look, do you remember this? He's like, oh no, I actually remember this, and he even told like Kevin that he remembered it too. What? Is Yours this the usual what? dynamic? Is this how? Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> Very unfortunate. All right, thank you all so much for watching, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye-bye.